right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Self-Discovery. Today's subject is on self-sabotage. And the title of this episode is What Does Self-Sabotage Feel Like? And I think this is a really important subject to speak about because we all self-sabotage at one point or another. Um, And sometimes we self-sabotage in ways we don't even understand we're self-sabotaging in, which I'm going to dive into. But um, the reason I have so many episodes in this podcast that say, what does blank feel like? It's because I want to know what something feels like in action. You know, I love to read. I love to study subject matter. But the reality is, is unless you know what it feels like in the moment, it's going to be hard to conquer it or make a better choice. So my intention with creating these, what does blank feel like? Uh, these episodes is to help us get into headspace where we can recognize what it is that we are doing in that moment, whether it's good or bad, and then make a more loving, higher vibe decision moving forward. So this this episode is going to be on what self-sabotage is, what it feels like, and at the end, some advice on how to conquer it. So stick with me. I think this is going to be a good one. Before we dive in, just a friendly reminder, if you have questions about self-discovery, if you have questions about any of the episodes, then please visit JacquelineSteelInternational.com slash self-discovery pod and submit a question. I would love to do some more Q&A episodes where I answer your questions in an episode. So please send those my way. Another quick friendly reminder, please leave me reviews and ratings. It helps me get this podcast out to more people. However, the algorithm works, the more ratings you have that are really good, the more your podcast will be put in front of potential listeners. So your reviews, written reviews are so, so important to me. I read every single one of them and I appreciate your time in advance. All right, without further ado, I'm going to dive into this subject matter. Get yourself a couple of a couple of tea. Get yourself a cup of tea and let's do this. I want to start out with the definition of self-sabotage. And I found three definitions, one that I like more than the other two. But the reason I wanted to do this is because I think we all have an idea of what self-sabotage is. But I wanted specifically to know what Merriam-Webster said about it, um, because I think it's important to have a really standard definition that we can jump off from. And Merriam-Webster.com said, sabotage is an act or process tending to hamper or hurt. And that would be directed toward the self with self-sabotage. UrbanDictionary.com, love Urban Dictionary. Um, It said, one who keeps screwing things up for themselves usually not on purpose. I think that one is worth rereading, so I'm going to do it again. One who keeps screwing things up for themselves, usually not on purpose. That is a great definition of self-sabotage. But then this one is probably my favorite, and it's from agilelifestyle.net. Self-sabotage is when part of your personality acts in conflict with another part of your personality. This makes so much sense to me because in the moments that I have recognized that I'm on the verge of doing some kind of self-sabotage, I feel like I see a fork in the road. And that's because one part of my personality is conflicting with another part of my personality. So I think that's a great definition of self-sabotage. Diving further in, self-sabotage can take all kinds of forms, but 
I want to talk about some of the forms you may recognize that are pretty obvious, like substance abuse, and then go into some self-sabotage forms that may not be so obvious that you may even be doing on a regular basis that you may not know is self-sabotage. Here we go. Substance abuse, obviously. Self-injury, obviously. Overeating, obviously. Fear of change. Fear of moving forward. And then here are some that might not be so obvious, but are definitely self-sabotage. And most of these are taken from agilelifestyle.net because their article on self-sabotage was just so good. So if you can relate to any of these things, then you may be sabotaging yourself unknowingly. So here's the first one, ignoring big things in favor of little things. Like, you know you want to start a podcast, but you get hung up on all the details of starting one, the font, the photo, the subject matter, and you work yourself up to a point where you decided or where you decide you don't want to create that podcast after all. So ignoring big things in favor of little things. It's a a difficulty in knowing where to place your focus on the important stuff and focusing on the little stuff that you just can't quite work out. Another one, you quit when things get tough. Because you get scared or you feel doubt or you feel anger. Mm, This one's good. You don't take your money situation seriously. This is major self-sabotage because if you find yourself in loads and loads of debt, you know, I have student loan debt that thankfully I'm getting out of, but you know, credit card debt, uh, huge payments that you can't afford, that is self-sabotaging you because you're putting yourself in a position where you're pigeonholed, where you're not going to have the energy money or wherewithal to go after what you really want to go after in life because you're going to be stuck in and walled in to a situation where you're going to have to make a lot of money to get out of debt, etc. I don't think I need to dive in too much more to that because I think you guys get the idea. It's just totally overextending yourself. Um, Another one, You dwell on too many options to the point where it paralyzes you from moving forward. I I recently watched a home renovation show on this and the couple was being rescued by Nate Berkus and his partner, Jeremiah. And what had happened was they decided to do this giant home renovation, but during the renovation, they kept making all of these changes and completely wanting different looks over and over and over to the point where they ran out of all of their money and almost applied for bankruptcy because it got so bad. So I think that's a perfect example of just being paralyzed by too many options and not having the ability to just make a damn choice. Ooh, this is a good one too. You have poor boundaries around your time. You let people walk all over you and you don't put limits around meetings, conversations, phone calls, etc. This is one of my personal primary ways of self-sabotage. I am a people pleaser. I'm recovering from it, but I want to make people happy. And I also want to make people feel like I love them and they are the most important thing in the world to me in that moment. And while those are very pure intentions, I find that a lot of the time it prevents me from, let's say, doing a piano lesson because I stayed on the phone too long or getting to another meeting on time because the coffee meeting that I had went way over because the person that I was with just wouldn't stop talking and I didn't know how to tell them I needed to leave. Um, I, I mean, it goes on and on and on, but I am notorious 
for doing this and it is self-sabotage. So we have to have better boundaries around our time and be willing to say, hey, you know what? This conversation has been awesome, but I have another thing that I need to get to and I wish you well. I hope you have an awesome day, but I gotta go. And historically, I have not been very good at that, but I'm becoming better. Wish me luck. Um, Next one, you don't take responsibility Oh my gosh, part of being an adult, guys, is admitting when we're wrong, admitting when we fucked something up, um, admitting if we had a hand in something that isn't good. That's all part of being an adult. And if we aren't willing to own up for our actions, we can't learn from them and we can't grow and we can't move forward. So that's a really, really part of really big part of maturing and growing into bigger, better versions of ourselves. Another one, you tell yourself the same negative stories and those stories become excuses for why you aren't going to do something. Um, And gosh, all of us do this, but here we go. Here are some of mine, okay? I'm a perfectionist. And so one of the stories that I tell myself is if it's not perfect, I can't put it out. That's a lie. Another one is... So many of the people that I see on the internet are six feet tall and willowy and skinny and I'm 5'3 and I'm petite, but I have some curves. So am I not pretty enough to be on the internet? And I know this sounds ridiculous, but these are tapes that go through my head. Um, Let's see, another one. Oh, in order to be a musician, I have to get every note right. So if I can't get every note right every single time, then I shouldn't be on video, then I shouldn't be performing, then I shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. Another one could be, well, that person is privileged and they have blah, blah, blah because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm never going to get there. Um, And that is also total fallacy, total excuse for not moving forward. Another one, you spend all your time planning. This is something that I do too. I get so lost in the details sometimes that I forget to see the big picture. It's like you can't see the forest for the trees. So we have to be willing to plan and willing to do all the grunt work, but keep our eye on the prize and not allow all those little details to thwart our process and throw us off course. Ooh, this one's really good. And I used to do this a lot. I don't do it as much anymore, thankfully, but you sabotage your sleep. You stay up too late so you can't get up and have a good morning. Um, Or you eat a bunch of sugar before bed and you toss and turn all night. Um, Sabotaging your sleep is a great way to mess up your entire next day. So if you aren't serious about moving forward in your life, then continue to sabotage your sleep. But if you do want to move forward in life and you do want to catch your dreams and you do want to become the most authentic, aligned version of yourself ever, then you got to sleep and you got to sleep well and you got to sleep often. Next, you are unnecessarily harsh with yourself because you want things to be at the highest level possible all the time. Maybe you are a perfectionist and anything less than perfection is just not going to work. I touched on this before. This is definitely something that has been an issue for me in the past where I'll create something, I'll finish it, and then I don't release it or do anything with it because I'm so afraid that it's just not good enough. And behind perfectionism, is a self-worth issue. So if you're struggling with this particular area, then I would encourage you to check out your self-worth. 
did I do a podcast on this already? Or I'm about to, I'm about to record a podcast on self-worth because self-worth is such a giant part of moving forward in life in a healthy, happy way. We can't do that without self-worth. So if you're struggling with the details, if you're struggling with perfectionism, all of those things when it comes to self-sabotage, then I highly encourage you to do a deep dive into your self-worth and see how you can elevate that. And if you have questions about that, please reach out to me. Okay, I want to tell you a story now that we have gone over um, some of the ways that self-sabotage may show up in your life or in the lives of people around you. I want to share my own story with self-sabotage. And you may be surprised to hear this because I talk about how much I love doing this podcast, which I absolutely do, but I almost didn't start it. I sat on the idea of self-discovery for probably eight or nine months, maybe even a year, Um, and I decided I was going to do a podcast and then didn't release an episode for, I mean, it had to have been like at least three months. So I was so guilty of getting lost in the details and allowing those fearful repetitive tapes to play in my head, um, that said, who do you think you are to start a podcast like this? Are you really going to talk about psychology and mental health when you aren't a clinical psychologist? And who is going to listen to you? And I allowed these really awful, awful feelings to plant seeds in my head, but fortunately I didn't allow them to take root because here I am showing up, creating this podcast, but they really, really stopped me in my tracks for a while until until I put a deadline on the first episode of the podcast. And I thought, you know what? What do I have to lose? Who am I not to do this? Um, And maybe I'm going to have a perspective that other people aren't going to have. You know, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but I've read a ton about psychology. I've taken psychology classes. I've read so many self-help books. And bonus, I have a ton of life experience in my 33 years. I've traveled a lot. I've experienced a lot of heartbreak. I've experienced emotional trauma. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. So maybe this podcast is going to be a great forum for people to come and listen to my perspective and feel like they can walk through some of these experiences with someone who has experienced it versus a clinical psychologist who's going to give you tactics and listen to your story, but may not have experienced some of the things that you're going through. So I flipped the script on it myself. I flipped the script on those negative tapes and made it so that I put value in my own experience. And I think that is really important, especially when you're stepping out And on the verge of doing something you haven't done before, pouring into ourselves and acknowledging what we have done and what we have done well is really important. And that can help you help trigger you out of that negative space into one of hope. And hopefully you can find that hope and you can flip that script and get into a place of self-worth. But if there is something that you really, really want to do that you feel strongly about, Sometimes you just have to put a stake in the ground despite your self-doubt and say, I'm going to do this. And if I fail, I fail, but I'm going to at least try it because I don't want to get to my deathbed and regret anything. I want to know that I followed the inklings of my heart and went after them. So put that stake in the ground if you feel like you're on the verge of self-sabotage, but you know in your deepest heart of hearts that there's something that you want to do. Okay, so now we've gone over the definition of self-sabotage. 
we've gone over some ways that self-sabotage may show up in your life. And I've also shared a story of my own self-sabotage with this podcast. But now I want to talk about what self-sabotage feels like in the moment, because if we can't recognize it, we're not going to be able to conquer it. So here we go. Again, I love the definition from agilelifestyle.net about self-sabotage that says self-sabotage is when part of your personality acts in conflict with another part of your personality. So here is just a, it's not exhaustive, but it's a list of ways I have experienced self-sabotage. I've watched others self-sabotage themselves, or I've seen it played out in books or in movies in real life. Okay. Self-sabotage feels like breaking your own promises. It feels like hearing or sensing that small voice inside that tells you to stop and deciding to do it anyway. It's eating the ice cream the second night in a row, even though you know you will have trouble waking up in the morning from all that sugar and you'll feel groggy and awful the next day. It's making an appointment to do something you love and answering a phone call from an energy vampire right before and letting the appointment slip past. It's getting another drink when you know you've reached your limit. It's buying that item on credit even though you know you don't have the money. It's watching TV late into the night even though you told yourself you would wake up early and get a great start on the day. It's not taking your dream job in another city because you are afraid of what your new life will be like there. That's the fear of moving on. It's saying no to a major opportunity that you have wanted for so long because you feel like you don't quite measure up. Oh, that's a heavy one. It's going back to the romantic relationship, family relationship, or friendship that is totally toxic to your health because you don't know how to move past it or you're scared to feel alone. It's getting hung up on the details of something you really want to do instead of just figuring it out and taking it day by day and taking baby steps. And that could be like trying to plan out every minute of every workout for the week during a time in your life where shit is just hitting the fan. Take one day at a time and just do what you can instead of quitting because you can't figure out every minute detail. It's blaming others when you had a hand in whatever went bad. It's playing negative tapes on repeat in your head that stop you from writing that book or starting the healthy lifestyle change or putting yourself out there to meet someone new or picking up a hobby that you really want to try. It's making crappy excuses for why you can't do something when deep down, you know that you can. It's refusing to do anything unless it's perfect. It's saying one thing and doing another. It's making a promise and not following through. It's saying yes when you really want to say no. (sighs) My friends, we have all self-sabotage and we probably will again. Um, It shows up in a myriad of ways in our lives. So let's not use this uh, as info or cannon fodder to beat ourselves up. But what I want to do now is go into how we can conquer self-sabotage and hopefully heal from it and move forward in a way where self-sabotage isn't something we struggle with all the time. Number one, 
And this is my list. This is what I came up with that has helped me. Number one is self-discovery because when you know who you are, life gets easier. When you recognize what you value and you get into alignment with who you truly are, anything that gets in your way or takes you out of alignment suddenly becomes something that you just don't want to partake in. So self-discovery for me has probably been the biggest combatant against self-sabotage because in knowing who I am, I can say, well, that's not a choice that is going to be good for me. That's going to make me feel good or feel aligned. That is not a decision that I'm going to be happy with when I wake up in the morning, etc. So self-discovery, knowing who you are, it makes life so much easier and it makes decision-making so much easier. Number two, self-compassion. Because we beat ourselves up far too much, especially in Western culture. We just don't know how to ease up, in my opinion. The past is the past, and we cannot go back and redo it. So we have to look at each day like a blank slate. And this is something that I'm working on right now, is waking up and not beating myself up for anything in my past, but saying, today is a new chance. I don't have to be carrying all the gunk from my past into my future. I can lay it down, learn from it, and move forward with a blank slate. We all mess up. That's just the reality of life. That's part of being human. And I'm saying this to you as much as I'm saying it to myself. It's okay. We're going to mess up. We're going to continue to mess up. But we can empower ourselves to make better decisions and to continue to grow. And this will ease the rate at which we mess up. And I just want to encourage you to and say, you can't fix everything overnight. And that's okay. I don't think we're meant to fix everything overnight. So do what you can with what you have and give yourself credit for each incremental change that you make in the right direction. Every little baby step counts and those baby steps are going to be giant leaps before you know it. So don't get discouraged if you feel like you can't turn everything around overnight. It's okay. Mm. Number three, slowing down and taking stock of your life is another wonderful way to combat self-sabotage. Do you like the direction you are heading in? If not, what is stopping you from moving that way? What do you really like about yourself? What are some things that you would like to heal and grow out of? This kind of reflection and awareness spills out into other areas of life. It's that moment where you are faced with the decision to buy that expensive item and charge it on credit because you can or to walk away because you know that that is going to set you up in the future to be in a better financial position. Slowing down and taking stock of your life and where you are now gives you a moment to consider the consequences of all of your decisions and then to consider whether those consequences align with where you want to be going in life. And the last one, number four, is get conscious around decision-making and generate some rules around it. Like, if I do this, will I be happy that I did it in the morning? Does this feel aligned with my character? Is this who I really want to be? Will this make my life easier or harder? What will the consequences be if I do this? Does this make me feel light or does it make me feel heavy? These are all really important things to consider when you feel like you're on the verge of self-sabotage. So, Self-discovery, self-compassion, slowing down and taking stock of your life, getting conscious around decision-making and generating some rules around it so that when you are triggered, you can say, am I going to feel better in the morning when I, if I do this? Um, is this 
who I really want to be? Is this the character that I want to exude? Does this make me feel light or heavy? Do I feel anxious about it or do I feel joy? Stopping and taking stock and making decisions out of a place of love and fortitude and character and ownership of who you are will change your life. It's changed mine. I'm going to end with this. Jane Fonda said, we aren't meant to be perfect. We are meant to be whole. And this is the truth, my friends. We all self-sabotage at one point or another, but it's our choice to consciously move away from the negative behavior that causes us unnecessary pain. You have been listening to Self-Discovery with Jacqueline Steele. You can learn more at JacquelineSteeleInternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. Find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Steele and find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. Thank you for being here. Life gets easier when we know who we are. I wish you light. I wish you love and I wish you peace. And until next time, my friends, thank you for listening. Where that man